You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. They call it social distancing, a concept that some members of The Dan Patrick Show have been practicing for years. Uh, I remember this girl going, gross, get away from me. (laughs) Some members of the show struggle giving people personal space. I think we all need to hug as often as possible during the breaks, after the show, before the show. Never with you, ever. But with recent events, it's important to remember that the Dan Patrick Show is available with no human interaction. None. No. No. So listen on your radio, via podcast, or even YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. A safe place to go. Dan Patrick. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Temporarily not working from home or the studio. Basically, what I'm saying is Dan Patrick is off today. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. In for Dan Patrick. Uh, hey, I want to thank you guys for filling in, too. The reaction has been great. It's Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Yes, we are Chris and Rob, and we are the Odd Couple. We're filling in for Dan on this Thursday morning. Hope you're enjoying it. We certainly are enjoying the time, and we really want to bring a smile to your face and some fun conversation during these trying times in our country and really in our world. We'll be joined by the great quarterback, Donovan McNabb, who's become a really good NFL analyst uh, since he's retired we joined by him in a few moments. And also Donnie Wahlberg, who lost a wing bet. Rob is good on his wing bets. I give him that. He's about to have uh, start losing some of these to me. No, but he no. Is historically, I got to give you your props. You have been very good uh, in terms of your wing bets. You know, I beat Shannon Sharp uh, out of 300 wings on uh, Undisputed, Chris. You remember that big bet? And also locally in Los Angeles, I also uh, from uh, won a big bet from uh, Channel Four sportscaster Fred Rogan, who also when has a radio show. When they sent over like hundreds, and, to right? The and studio, in that, that one, I won. Yep, I won <laughs> six hundred wings from Fred Rogan. So I've had a couple of big time bets on the wings. So don't bet me on wings when it comes to sports. I've already done it, and I will. Pr- I will beat you this time, but we'll see. But let's welcome in. Great quarterback, six-time All-Pro, six-times Pro Bowler. Great with the Philadelphia Eagles. You remember him well. Got to a Super Bowl. Mr. Donovan McNabb. Donovan, welcome to the Dan Patrick Show with the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. What's happening? Oh, good morning, good morning. I mean, we, I mean, we are early in the morning. We're talking about wings. But my question is now, Rob, what flavor did you get? I am a Parmesan garlic and lemon pepper. All flats, okay. Donovan. It's got to be all flats, though. Okay, okay. What, what's your in, flavor, in, Donovan? In flavor. You know what? I'm what's a your honey flavor? Barbecue. I'm a honey barbecue, salt and pepper, and lemon parma- and Parmesan as well. So, you know, I like a variety when it comes to my wings. That's not yeah, bad. I'm, with, I'm, I'm lemon pepper, too. I like the garlic Parmesan. We had some great ones in Miami, Rob and I. During At the, the hotel Bowl, we were staying. But, uh, oh, man, they were so good. We probably okay. don't need to be talking about those, though, like you said, Donovan, uh, this early in the morning. I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> well, let's look. Let's um, – we, we are baffled. We were just talking about it last hour. Cam Newton's situation, and I get it 
I, if I'm a team looking at him, I would be concerned about his health. So I wouldn't want to give him a long-term deal just yet. But I certainly would want him for a one-year deal if I'm a team that needs a quarterback to see if he stays healthy and how well he plays. Because I just remember a couple years ago, he was great when he was healthy. What's your take on what's going on with Cam Newton and why he's not with a team? And there doesn't seem to be much of a uh, market for him. I wouldn't say that there's not a market for him. I think that's the that's the excuse that a lot of a lot of uh, analysts and uh, a lot of a lot of reporters who may not be a Cam Newton fan, and I can say the same thing about Jameis Winston. There are a lot of there are a lot of organizations out there who need quarterbacks. The Jacksonville Jaguars need a quarterback. The New England Patriots need a quarterback. The Los Angeles the Los Angeles Chargers need a quarterback. We can continue to go down the line of who needs quarterbacks, and not just quarterbacks to be serviceable. Quarterbacks that they can possibly build their offense around, uh, and when they don't have as as much firepower on the outside, who can at least take up a little bit of that slack. When I look at Cam Newton, the question that I have is: people want to talk about his history of uh, medical history. In the NFL, there's trusted uh, medical staff across the country. You tell me the they can't reach out to the Atlanta Falcons to have possibly Cam Newton go go to the hospital in Atlanta to find out if he's 100% healthy uh, so that now that can be all erased off of his uh, his list and find out if he's healthy. They did the same thing for Tom Brady. They sent him to New York, and he was able to get his physical to be sent down to Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden everything was good. So now the question goes to why hasn't Cam Newton been able to sign with a team? Is it about the money? That's something that I think people also use as an excuse, too. You can negotiate a, a one- or two-year deal with Cam Newton, tell him, hey, you come in here, establish yourself, be the Cam Newton that we've seen, and we can talk long-term after that. That would be perfect for him in Los Angeles with the, with the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor's there, a, a great backup who they don't have to change the offense for. When Cam gets there, he's got talented wide receivers on the outside. He's got a talented tight end and hunter. He has a talented running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Some he has something in, in Carolina with McCaffrey. So it's a perfect fit for him. But I think Land is in a situation where it's make or break. If he can't get things done and make it to the playoffs this year, he'll be in the hot seat and they'll be looking right. forward to another guy coming in. So I think that's where it comes for the Chargers and Anthony Lynn is he's so much on the hot seat, this decision has to be perfect for him. And here's the other thing, Donovan. I'm with you. I, I don't understand it. There were so many quarterback openings. Phillip Rivers goes to the Colts, and I get that they have a relationship. But, but I, I don't understand uh, how a relationship supersedes talent. And when you Easy. look at guys. Rob, you know it. Rob, you know it. So, how many relationships do we hear about across the league when it comes to quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks? Guys who yep. haven't started in in eight nine years become backup quarterbacks and make five to five to seven million dollars. I mean, come on, how many right. black backups are out there? Not too many black Not backups many. out there. You know, the one that <laughs> so, I always thought was great was Ch- Charlie Batch had one of those jobs, but it ain't yeah, many but, guys but other than Charlie, Charlie Batch. Though? Charlie was in Pittsburgh. We've only seen that in Pittsburgh. Yep. They brought Michael Vick in. They had Charlie Batch. They had Dick, Dennis Dixon there. They had they dropped Dobbs in. They drafted Dobbs. Like, right. where do you see black backups or black practice squad players on on any given organization and teams across here? The relationships are not with us. 
the relationships are with them that give them that opportunity to prolong their career. And that's unfair that people don't focus on that because you tell me Jameis Winston can't sign for a one, two-year deal to bring him in and the New England Patriots who brought Brian Hoyer back. Brian Hoyer just got paid last year with the Indianapolis Colts almost the same amount as, as Brett Brissett. And he was no, a backup. Right. Right. Well, you, you've alluded to Look, let's just cut your chase. Do you think this Cam situation is, and maybe even Jameis too, is some of this Race. racial in your view? It's racial. I, 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 don't, I, won't, I won't throw the term racial out there to the point, but there, has, there, there is some thinking into that. I see that. And, 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 and the thing that goes to me is, okay, you see Cam Newton working out. Something that we've seen from some of the other guys. I mean, he's a physical specimen. Before Cam got hurt, before this, this foot injury, and then going back to the shoulder injury, Cam's numbers were way better than his MVP year. Right. So that wasn't, that wasn't one you could say Cam has totally diminished his game. No. Cam Newton healthy still is one of the top 15 quarterbacks in this league. You can't say that about a lot of these quarterbacks that are playing in the league right now. Donovan, so for a team that's okay. talented, that bring him in. I want to ask you this because I my questions about Cam have been he he ran the ball so much he took so many hits and I think they let him take bigger shots than than your typical quarterback um, over the years that I do think physically even when he's healthy he may be worn down where he won't be able to run as much and won't be as explosive as he used to be. Um, you ran the ball a good amount. But Cam, in, in fewer years, he ran it almost 300 or maybe more, 300 times more than you did. He ran it more than Michael Vick. I think he's run it more than any quarterback in history. Anybody, anybody, how much yeah. do those shots over time, how much does that take out of you when you're running it like that? Well, anytime you, you run into a wall consistently, uh, it affects you going forward. When you look at the future of your career, yeah, your body take a hit. But now it goes into the development for Cam of playing the quarterback position from the pocket. And something that, that we worked on when Michael Vick came to Philadelphia. Vick understood about the responsibility of the guys in front of him as a quarterback, knowing where everybody was going to be, where you're not sitting back there always trying to scramble because one or two is not open. You have to trust that number three is coming open or you have time enough to go to four or possibly back to two. There's not always – the opportunity to drop back in one or two and then just take off. Because that's what coaches use. Coaches use that when they have a quarterback who has that ability. Hey, if one or two's not there, use your leg. Go ahead and take off, pick up as much as you can. No, let's learn to play from the pocket. And that's where Cam needs to be at this point of his career. He needs to learn how to drop back five steps, eliminate number one due to coverage in the third or fourth step, go to number two, read number three, push up in the pocket, deliver to the check down on number four. That takes about three seconds right there. Sometimes you're going to get pressure in your face where you got to get the ball out quick. That's when you understand where your hot reads are. And so the development of Cam, to me, I think he was starting to learn that a little bit more with Schottenheimer. And then the injury started to kick in and the team started to fade a little bit. But I just think for Cam, what we see from Jameis, learning from Bruce Arians, even though they can talk about the 30, 30 interceptions and, and the pick sixes. But the man threw for 5,000 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. He understands that part of it. He's more of a passer. But I just think for where we are right now in the game 
especially with this whole coronavirus deal, everyone kind of sits back and it's like, oh, we're not in a rush. So you tell me you're going to go through the draft when you haven't even personally worked out any of these quarterbacks that you're going to draft them and give them a first-round grade to draft them to be your starter? They're going to end up with short careers again. Hey, Donovan, uh, I wasn't surprised that Tom Brady didn't have a big market for him. He's going to be 43 years old, came off one of his worst years ever. I know they were 12-4. and It's kind of fraudulent. They beat a lot of bad teams, and uh, they lost in the playoffs. But uh, how shocked were you that he got a two-year deal and basically $50 million at that age with a team, I guess they paid the bad team tax, that hadn't made the playoffs in 12 years? Everybody has Tampa Bay winning the division, going to the Super Bowl. Where are you on Brady and, and the Bucks? Brady is like when Mike, when Mike signed finally to give him some deals some good money in Chicago. Brady is Brady. Like, he's 43 years old. Yes, does he deserve $25 million? That's a big steep. That's a big jump. But his name coming to Tampa puts people in the seats. They haven't had a filled stadium in years. It's, it's been probably 60% filled for game. So now when you bring Tom Brady in, season ticket holders are, are calling in right now. People are getting season tickets as we speak. Because of Tom Brady, so that's why the twenty-five million is there. Can Tom still play? Tom can still play. You know, now will he be able to change that around? I think they're looking at it. If what they, what happened with Denver when Peyton Manning went to Denver and he was able to bring his offense in, change that whole dynamic, and lead them to two Super Bowls. I think that's where Tampa's looking. But I personally look at their division. I don't think they're the best in their division. So people are talking about all oh, that. You know, Tom getting there, Tom. Uh, lead Tampa Bay to be the second, first or second best team in the NFC. I have Tampa Bay probably as the sixth best team maybe in the uh, NFC. And luckily for them and a lot of other teams, with this whole expansion of the season and adding more people to the playoff, playoff roster, I mean, I just, I just think it's, it's stupid. But that's where I see Tampa. Tampa's not a top-five team in the NFC right now alone with Tom. Donovan, uh, me and Rob made a wing bet on Tampa making the playoffs. So I don't care if they finish sixth. As long as they get in the playoffs, I win that bet. So I'm fine with them. Well, you got a chance to get everybody. Like everybody, gets <laughs> everybody right hey, this is, right, this well, is the NBA on, but, but where, still, where more than no. half the league makes the playoffs. That looks Look, the NBA, NBA 16 out of 30 make it. And the NFL is still only 14 out of 32. So it's not that bad. Let's spring from there, Donovan. This is our last question. How do you like the 17 games? I just I don't want to hear owners talk about player safety when they keep increasing the games. That's our view. But how do you feel about the 17 games? You know what? I was looking more for the disability and, and taking care of the alumni and the vets. Uh, I look more into that situation. I know they're eliminating the, the preseason game and people saying a lot of people don't play. What about those, those players that are on the bubble? who need that last game right. to make a team. That's where it looks, you know, I talk about both sides. You know, obviously me and uh, a lot of the guys who have played over the years and retired, and, uh, you know, we have kids and, and some have medical issues. That's when you got to look at that situation. And then for the, for the guys who are on the bubble who are trying to make a team, this is a living for them. This is something that which, you know, if they don't make the team, they might be at home chilling or getting a 9-5. to five. You know, so a 17-game season, people need to be prepared for a sluggish start from a lot of different teams because they're going to come out slow. No, not a lot of preseason games, not a lot of practice time. 
And so I just think for where we are, the, get, the NFL is trying to do way too much. We've eliminated pretty much kickoff return. We've changed up the field goal deal, the overtime. Everything's changing now. Now you added another game. It's, just, it's, a, it's a recipe for disaster, I believe. All right, that's the there great Donovan McNabb, man. He's we a lightning rod. My goodness for morning radio, Donovan McNabb. Wait a McNabb. minute, Rob. How am I a lightning rod? You're a lightning rod. <laughs> that's lightning why I love Rob, you, though. That's his name. We're the same. A lightning rod. I mean, Very good. Can't take, they can't take the fact that somebody's just up front and telling what it is. I, I agree mean, with you. I'm be real with it. Donovan is really telling you, Rob, don't don't associate. Don't put me in your class. Nah, he's Believe. all right with being like me. It's all good. <laughs> don't put that together. Nah, great stuff, Donovan, man. Be safe with your family, man. Yes. All right, now, nah, you guys too. Thank you. All right, brother. Later. Surprise, surprise. Someone on this set thinks LeBron James is trying to upstage Michael Jordan. I wonder who that could be. We'll get into that next. It's the Odd Couple. Chris and Rob. In for Dan Patrick. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, uh, I'm just going to put this out here and then let you go on your little rant, and then I'll correct you, Rob. Um, oh, LeBron is that James. how it works? Is that the that's formula how, That's the typically show? how our show goes, right? Oh, okay. I'll just uh, <laughs> please hit me to the to the script because God knows I didn't think that's it was like that. That's what's out there. That's what's uh, that's that's the talk out there. Um, that's that's the word in the streets, right? But anyway, um, LeBron James tweeted out. Last night, I I think it was around 11 o'clock Eastern time, something like that. Here's the tweet. I'm going to read it directly. Thinking about maybe sitting down and breaking down some of my most memorable games and moments in my career. Maybe Instagram live it or just film it and hold on to it for another time. You had a thought that came immediately to your mind that I didn't even think about, but but go ahead and, and expound. Because I'm an experienced reporter who's been around for a long time. We both covered the NBA reporters. since 1987. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you my resume on why I we thought know the way your I thought. All right. I thought right away, here's LeBron trying to big up, uh, cast a shadow over Michael Jordan documentary that we just was announced that ESPN was moving it up because obviously people are dying for content and it would be great for them so they were going to move it up. And I said, of all things, here's LeBron throwing out this idea, putting it in the universe so that he can uh, try to take some of the shine away from Michael Jordan to try to t- uh, to, to uh, put blood in the water, to, to, to taint the way people look at Jordan. Let me put my highlights out there, too, so when people are looking <laughs> at the GOAT, they don't go all the way in on Michael Jordan. You know, so I could kind of like some way, somehow say, yeah, Mike did that, but look at what I did. Mike did that, but look what I did. So that was the first thing that came to my mind, that LeBron was trying to overshadow Michael Jordan's documentary by putting it out. And it's not like it's even concrete or he was working on it or this was in the works already. And he said, that's, uh, you know, that I'm going to do this. And then he says, 
I might put it on IG Live or I might just hold on to it. So he just kind of put it out there. It wasn't even a full thought out idea that made him still rush to go put that out into social media. Well, I think a few things. One, that thought didn't come to my mind. The thought that came to my mind, Rob, was this could be really good or it could be a really bad move by LeBron. Like, I think it could be really good if he just, you know, gives you insight to what he was thinking. We're down 3-1 to Golden State. I'm about to lose another finals to them or another finals overall, you know, but I felt good about where we were. I know they had beaten us three of the first four. I know they had beaten us in the, you know, at in Cleveland, and we got to go back to their place where they want to close us out. But I feel good about where we are, and here's why. I saw this in game three. Even though we lost, I or uh, game four, I saw this, and even though we lost, I, I felt we could capitalize on it. Or I saw this in game two. I felt we were getting better and more comfortable as the series went on, whatever it was. Talk to us about the the, the sh- uh, chase down block on Andre Iguodala. What's going through your mind? Do How can I block the shot without fouling him? I'm running full speed, but I don't want to get out of control so that I foul somebody. You know, just so many things that he can give us great insight into, maybe even some of the challenges. Like, here's what I was thinking against Dallas. Why I wasn't myself. Why I wasn't taking shots that I normally take. Um, You know, what happened in that series and how I learned from it and how it propelled me to greater heights in the next few years and really throughout my career. Like, I think it can really give us some great content and excitement and intriguing stuff uh, if he does it right. What I don't want to think where I think it could go wrong, and I don't think LeBron will do this, but he's just got to be careful about it. You don't want to be sitting there praising yourself and 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 glamorizing and glorifying yourself. Good luck. Um, well, you, you can do it, but you just got to, you know, you got to be smart about it. And that was what went through my mind. As far as Jordan, number one, LeBron's a huge Jordan fan. I mean, we all know that was his favorite player growing up. He didn't take number 23 to try to, you know, usurp Michael Jordan. He did it because that was his favorite player. We we he was 18 years old. 17, yeah, but that maybe. was before we but that all was be- did that. Yes, but that was before he became in direct competition with Michael Jordan, even though they've never played. It's not he's in competition. So he's no, not but that, I'm saying he's not that know, kid though. The, some paint the picture that he took 23. Because he wanted to say, I'm better than Michael Jordan. No, I'm the best 23. I, no. I, I, I never believe that. You don't even go that. there, right? Okay. I'm not going there. I'm just saying now it's different. He's trying to convince people the same way when he did that, uh, was it the Barbershop show, when he said, this is when I became the that GOAT. That was, um, when, it was an uninterrupted, it was called More Than an Athlete. It wasn't the right, Barbershop. More, right, right, okay. But, but, yeah. but it was him and a couple people when he was just talking. Right. When he said that that was when he became the GOAT when they came back from 3-1 to one against the Warriors. So LeBron is prone to do that where he pats himself on the back. So your idea sounds great, Chris, but I don't think that that's where it would be where he's given some insight on how he failed and what he did wrong and what happened against Dallas. How come they only won two championships I, well, in the four I mean, years I, I'm not in Miami. he's going to go all into his failures. I mean, no, I I'm think not, he I'm can go saying. a little bit into it maybe, but – 
But know. I think LeBron is more about blowing his own trumpet and, and trying to convince people that, in fact, he is, despite losing as many finals as Michaels won, he wants to try to convince people that with his uh, padded stats and his couple of championships. Padded stats? Uh, that, How are uh, his stats padded? No, I mean, you know, well, he has – his stats are be- – he fills a stat sheet better than anybody is what I'm saying. Well, you say that like that's a negative. No, I'm just saying, but you that's got me. what he his does. His stats are legit. But I'm talking about winning. I'm talking about Michael has the stats and he wins, right. Chris. He was perfect. No, I'm not People that. act like I'm Michael don't have Michael stats. Jordan though. Wasn't better than no. Who, no, I who know acts that. Like that, not, they do. They I, never I'm bring with up you on Jordan being the goat. I'm just saying. I don't. My only thing is, I don't think LeBron is just trying to upstage Jordan. That's How what it felt like upstage? to me. He can upstage Jordan. Jordan, it's, this is going to remind us, Rob, the worst thing for LeBron to do would be to try to put his accomplishments up there against Michael Jordan. Because you can't. Jordan won six, and this is going to be, this is a celebration of his sixth championship, and LeBron's only won three and lost six. So he can't, he'd be crazy to just try to put him up side by side at the same time. Anyway, Let's go to our man, good friend of the show. He's a great actor, producer, director, singer, and nemesis of my co-host, Rob Parker, although he took an L recently. So, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie, welcome to the Odd Couple on the Dan Patrick Show. Man, I took a big L on this one. (laughs) (laughs) You sure did, but 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 you came through with the wings, man. Um, I'm, all right, so this is we we had Donnie on our show, the Odd Couple, and I was telling him that the Patriots didn't want Tom Brady, wasn't coming back, and Donnie just wouldn't buy into. It. He's a lifelong lifelong Patriots guy, and he loves Tom Brady, and he just couldn't conceive that Tom Brady wouldn't be back in a Patriots uniform next season. And so we made a wing bet. We didn't make it for as much as he paid, but but Donnie. Very generous. Donnie sent uh, $500 worth of Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. And, of mm. course, I'll treat the staff at uh, Fox Sports Radio. But, Donnie, when Tom decided that he was going to Tampa Bay and you knew you lost the bet, what was your feeling about uh, Brady moving on? The, my first feeling was I'm going to have to answer to you two. It's going to be <laughs> painful. That was my first, my first thought. Um, you know, it's kind of like – so surreal. I haven't really embraced it yet. You know, when the Patriots lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl when they had the undefeated season, me and my friends went to the hotel and ordered champagne and pretended they won. We just played <laughs> really? denial the whole night. Yeah, the guys would show up at the door with more champagne. We'd be like, yeah, undefeated. And we were just drinking and <laughs> denying everything. And it's kind of been the same thing. Um, it hasn't really set in, I guess, because there's no football, there's no. The draft hasn't happened. There's a, not, no activities. We're not seeing press conferences. You know, it's almost like I could still live in denial to this point. Um, but what I won't do is indulge in any uh, slander of Brady or Belichick. You know, I, I don't. I it bothers me that so many people are trying to divide them. They're already divided, first of all. So there's no point in trying to divide and conquer them. It's already happened. Um, and B, it's just you know they were a, a amazing duo, and you can't really say 
either with the one without the other. It just is what it is, and they've moved on. It's unfortunate, but um, I, I, I just got to wish them both well. And certainly, you know, I'm ride or die with the Patriots, so I gotta, I'm got going with Bill, and I just hope for the best for Brady. Donnie, why do you think they did break up? You know, most teams – I mean, we have seen great quarterbacks move on. It, it happens more often than not. Right, but a lot. lot of times, you know, the Bulls gave Michael Jordan the, the huge contracts – at the end of his run in Chicago, the Lakers did it for Kobe. You know, a lot of times you see teams just, you know, they don't want a guy going elsewhere. They give him kind of a lifetime achievement type contract for a year right. or two. Why do you think we didn't see that with Brady and they split up? I, I think um, I think it's a good point. But I think the difference is with check, you know, we want to read into like body language and this and that, you know, people are saying, well, Belichick didn't give him weapons and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the last year during week two, we had Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon and um, Julian Edelman and everyone thought the Patriots are going to go undefeated. Right. So he did give him weapons. You know, he did, he did the best he could to manage the team at every turn, but that's the thing. The Patriots, you know, if you talk about Jordan, when Jordan finally did leave the Bulls, and Pippen left, the Bulls were depleted. They had nothing. Um, same with the Celtics when they had Bird and Parrish and McHale. When all those guys left, we held on to them all too long. They, uh, the franchise, it took you know years and years to recover right. and be back in contention. And I think Belichick's approach has always been to to let go of a guy before it's too late. And I know Brady is a unique circumstance, but in some ways, I think they they may have had an agreement. Let's keep going till we can't be in the Super Bowl and or something like that. Like they 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 won against Atlanta, they lost against Philly, then they won again against the Rams. You know, they kept getting back to the game. And I think until this year it was finally clear the contract situation was what it was and they weren't good enough to get over the hump and I think it was finally time to move on. Um but this could have happened a couple of years ago if they didn't keep winning or being right on the cusp of winning. I think this might have happened before. As I think what everyone has speculated in the first place, not the rumors about trainers and they're mad at each other, just that Belichick is the type of guy who gets rid of people before it's too late. I think that's his motto, and he wants to keep the franchise constantly in contention. That's what's the magic of Belichick. The Patriots are always around the playoffs and if you're always around it you always have a chance to win that that's nope. his philosophy get them there I, I i agree with that now you kind of said you're a patriots you're always going to roll with the patriots but i heard some angry callers up in boston calling saying that they're buying a tampa bay jersey and they're going to get a tom brady tampa bay jersey uh, what do you say to fans in boston who would who would do that i get their affection for tom brady but could they really wear a Tampa Bay Tom Brady jersey if you were a real Patriots fan? Uh, I don't really think so. I will say Tampa <laughs> Bay is kind of a harmless enough franchise that you could side Wait till they win them. that Super Bowl, Donnie. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, be well, it, right? no, no. I don't mean I don't mean harmless in that context. They won the Super Bowl before, but they're not like anybody's real enemy. It's not like he went to the Colts who Pittsburgh, don't right. get along with the Patriots. He didn't go to Pittsburgh. You know, he didn't go to the Raiders. He went to a team that, generally speaking, 
most people don't really dislike the Buccaneers. They either like them or they don't think about them. You know, it's not like um, they're a real rival. So I think, you know, we're all going to be hoping for Tom to do the best because the truth is if we think he's the GOAT in New England, we wouldn't be mad at him getting one more, you know, Super Bowl to ensure that he's the GOAT as long as it doesn't come at the expense of the Patriots. That would be my feeling. If, if you know, I, I somehow know. the Patriots and Bucks are in the Super Bowl, I'm not rooting for Brady in that, no. But you're rooting for Brady, like, pretty much to win against anybody but the Patriots. Is that fair? Yes. I would, I would love to see Tom do well, and I'd love to see the Patriots do well. And I have no idea what's going to happen with any of this. I was like, please get Cam Newton. Please get Cam Newton. <laughs> um, but, you know, they really believe in Stidham. So, you know, let's just see what happens. But maybe, maybe he is going to be, you know, I wouldn't say the next Brady because there'll never be a next Brady, but maybe he'll be, you know, a special player for us. I, I look. I'm not trying to divide and conquer because I, I think both Brady and Belichick are, are really the goats, you know, as the coach and the, the player, a quarterback. But I want to ask you this. I just want your true opinion. If you have to say who was more responsible for the dynasty, even if it's fifty-one forty-nine, which one would you go with? You're evil. You are <laughs> yes. evil. I'm telling you, it's Brady. It's Brady. I got the facts okay, but, to back it up, too. Okay. I would say, okay, but see, if you're going to bring in Belichick's pre-Patriots career or his pre-Brady record with the Patriots. Because you remember really he struggled with that. Drew. Bledsoe was a yeah, but Chris, that's not a he top-notch did. He quarterback. Did. But, people, but people look at the Cleveland situation the wrong way. The, the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots went to the playoffs with Parcells as coach, and Belichick was coaching Cleveland, and Cleveland manhandled the Patriots. Belichick had outdone Parcells, and Cleveland was on the the rise. And then Art Modell put him in this awful situation and moved them to Baltimore, and they had another season in Cleveland. The players didn't play. I mean, the whole thing fell apart. I would never hold Belichick accountable for what happened negatively in Cleveland. I saw him firsthand beat my football team, with what I thought was not as good of a football team. I saw, I watched him do it. I was a Patriots fan then. So I loved Belichick from way back then. I, th- I, I didn't like that he beat my team, but I was like, this dude's a good coach. Um, so I don't blame him for the negatives in Cleveland. Um, what I will say is this. Rob, last time I talked to you guys, Rob was going in on Brady because we only <laughs> scored 13 points against the Rams. Well, we only allowed three, you know, um, I don't know who came up with the defensive game plan, but uh, Bill know, Belichick. It is what it is. I agree. With, I agree right. with that. Now, my only, my only thing see, is, with see, the, Rob's gonna twist that, Donnie. No, to, I'm not. To say to praise Belichick and Rip Brady. That's what. No, no. <laughs> and, and all I'm gonna Go say ahead, is, if you look at the the mo, a lot of those big games, you remember when they beat the Rams, the greatest show on turf. They were double digit. Uh, uh, underdogs yep. in that Super Bowl, and they held that team to 13 points or whatever it was. It was unbelievable. That was Bill Belichick's defense. Tom Brady threw only one touchdown in the entire playoffs that year that they won that Super Bowl. Last year when they won, Tom Brady threw no touchdowns. Then give it me is credit about, for throwing 505 yards Donnie, when they lost Donnie, to Philadelphia. Against Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta didn't score in the second half, right? <laughs> what? I, I mean, would the defense. say that. I would we, say we, we this. Got 
We got to run. We got like 10 seconds, Donnie, then we got to okay. run. I would say we got six Super Bowls. You can give Brady credit for three and Belichick credit for three, and, and, and we'll see who wins the next one. How about that? Hey, Donnie, Donnie well last done. thing. On, on the Tom Brady uh, deal to Tampa, is there video equipment to be named later? Is that coming as well? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't really know about any of that. But on basketball, really quick, I heard you guys talking about LeBron and Jordan. Just Here's yes. how you settle that argument. Name one time when Michael Jordan looked bad. One. Right. Never. No, I agree. I do agree. I can give a magic time. I can give a lot of moments for all-time greats. Obviously, LeBron. You can't get one with Jordan. Jordan Great looked bad point. once when he came back as number 45 against Orlando and got stripped in the playoffs, and everyone knows that one time. I love yep. LeBron, and I respect him more and more all the time. I think he's – I just really like the man who he's becoming later in his career, um, and he's being a good ambassador for the game. I love Magic, too. I think he could be considered the GOAT, but Jordan never looked bad in the game ever. Right. Right. Donnie, Donnie great thank stuff, you. man. Thanks for the we wings, We appreciate too. the time. Yes, yes. Thanks for All right, uh, thank you guys living so up to your bet. Enjoy the wings. Yep. Appreciate right, it, my man. Peace. Change isn't always a good thing in the world of sports. We'll get into that next. It's the Eye Couple, Chris Broussard, Rob Parker, and this is the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We will be uh, back tonight uh, for The Odd Couple. Don't think that we, uh, we're we not doing our own show because of today's show. We, uh, we're doing both. We're doing double duty. We got time we'll on work- our hands. <laughs> We're working hard for your entertainment dollar, too. No doubt about That's it. That's right. That is right. So tonight, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, and Sirius XM Channel 83. But as I said, this is the Dan Patrick Show. And let's wrap it up here, Rob. Mark Cuban went on Get Up um, yesterday, and he said that he is all for – Uh, the NBA moving the start of the season to Christmas Day and playing through the summer. So I guess you would play into August. Now, let me read this from Damian Lillard, the Trailblazers guard. Um, And and, and, and let let me put this for Cuban. He said he's been promoting that for about 10 years or asking about it. Like, why don't we do that? And the, the response he'd always get, from the NBA was that their television partners, you know, know that you don't get as many eyeballs on the screen during the summer months. But he feels like now, you know, with social media and people watching stuff on their phones and stuff like that, but also in this specific time, he feels like obviously with the quarantine, everybody's at home. So he thinks this is a good time to experiment with it and see if it works. Um, and then they could go that route. Now, Damian Lillard, the great guard for the Portland Trailblazers, he said this uh, uh, to NBC Sports in Portland about the prospect of starting the season on Christmas Day. I just don't see it. I mean, the season starts when it starts now. Then February, All-Star Weekend, getting toward the end of the season in April, and then getting into the playoffs. You get that early June finals, and then you get to go off into your summer. 
you get to enjoy real time summer. Our break is in the summer, into the summer, and then you get to come back as summer is leaving. I think that's been perfect. It's been perfect for us. So for that to change and for things to be pushed back, I'm definitely not a fan of that. And I don't see many guys being a fan of that. Let me say this quickly, Rob. And we, cause we talked about this a few days ago. That was the one thing I thought players might push back on. Do they really like to enjoy their summer? Cause if they do, they're not going to want to be, you know, in the meat of the season or the playoffs during the hot summer months. If they're guys that don't care, then, you know, we'll just take our vacation in October or whatever, so be it. But it, it really, to me, for the players, depends on how much they actually value the summer months. And think about it, Rob. Those that have kids, you can't it's take a summer. Be, you can't right, take a vacation yeah, in October, Chris. They're in not school. Not with the kids, right? And right. So, so go ahead. I know you don't. You generally just don't like the idea of changing I, the schedule. I, I just don't. The whole idea of trying to avoid the NFL. And the other thing is, you just mentioned it. The partners, the TV networks who pay all this, these rights fees, Chris, they have it all figured out, right, what works for them. They right. don't want a conflict with baseball games, NBA. They, they have it all mapped out that works for them, and they well, make plenty. when you plenty. say that, you mean, you mean a lot of these networks have deals with baseball and basketball. So now yes. it becomes complicated when they're in the Did, same season. Exactly. There's a bigger – that's why if you look at most of the – teams that have their own have their own network Chris like the yes network you know why it works because you have the Nets and you have the Yankees it works right. so you right. can fill out the whole year schedule with games and 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 there's a lot of that that's going on it, it ain't just about the national games there's the the regionals that's where most fans watch most of the team's games on the regionals not on TNT and not on ESPN those are the national games. So I, I got Cuban is, is trying to rewrite things and change things and, and, and this whole idea. I think it's worked for everybody. There's enough pie and enough viewers for everybody, Chris, to leave it as is. You want to make a change because of what we're living through now? I get that. If you have to push it back or go this year. But to want to change it as we go forward, I think is a mistake. There's nothing wrong with where it is. I always say, Chris, March is like the best month of the year. You know why? We have everything going on, don't we? March Madness with college basketball. NBA gearing up for the playoffs. NHL playoffs are ready to start. Major League Baseball is opening the season. We get to see a smorgasbord full of stuff in the month of March. Yeah, look, I see some pros to it. Um, I, 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 You don't compete with football at all. And, you know, the, the, so you get that whole time to yourself. The summer months, there is a lot of downtime because baseball is going on, but they're regular season games. So your playoffs are, you know, going to be, you know, big time TV for a lot of people. But the question is, in the summer months, are people going to want to stay in and watch those games? It, it'd be interesting to see what ends up happening from here. Chris Broussard, Rob Parker signing off. We are the Odd Couple Catches tonight, 7 to 10 Eastern Time, Fox Sports Radio. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. We enjoyed it. Peace. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 